Hey, everybody, this is Natalie with Confessions of a Reluctant Caregiver, and you're listening to our special series, Diary of a Caregiver, Unashamed, Unafraid, and Uncut. In this series, I am reading my entries from the caringbridge.com website, and this is the site that I use to provide updates to our family and friends, as well as post videos and photos. So I want to remind you, if you haven't already gone over and joined our Facebook group, Caregiver Confessions, you want to do that because that's where we are posting all the supplemental photos and videos from the website so that you guys get to see those because you can't really share photos in a podcast. So go over and do that. You won't regret it. I promise we do not torture you with tons and tons and tons of posts, but it is a great resource. Okay. Now, let's get to our uh, entry for today. Today, I have entry number nine. It is May 27th, 2022, and the title is is so great. (laughs) Practice makes perfect. Welcome to the New York City Metro. This is quite the entry. I'll have commentary at the end. Hello and happy Friday, friends. Well, today was another wonderful day in sunny New York City. Today's agenda was filled with opportunities to, again, familiarize ourselves with our little neighborhood, as well as practice the route of transportation to Jason's radiation treatment sessions at the New York Proton Center. Here's the play-by-play. I had a very productive morning that included socializing with my concierge besties for an hour, followed by making a lasting positive impact. That's code for work. Jason continued assessing via online uh, news reports and the radio the likelihood of another failed Miami Dolphins football season while honing his skills at online golf. Manuela, who I love, operations manager at the AKA Sutton Place and new bestie, recommended that we look at taking the express train to Harlem. It only has two stops and would cost us $5 a day. I thought, that's way better than $35 each way by Uber. Sorry, Uber. While Jason was hesitant, I used my powerful skills of persuasion, some would call that nagging, to get him to practice using the Metro before we started. I had zero concerns as I was fluent in using the subway from my journeys to London, Paris, and D.C. Seriously, it's easy peasy, right? To start, we watched a YouTube video to make sure we didn't look like tourists. That's funny. And off we went. We headed to the 59th Street and Lexington Avenue metro station and stood in front of the entrance reading the sign. Clearly, we looked like we had no clue what we were doing as this guy stopped and asked, are you guys lost? How can I help you? That was a Jesus intervention for sure. I said, we are taking the subway, but I don't have a metro card and an am unsure if I can pay by my phone. You see, I watched the video and knew the cool kid lingo. He said, you're good. All the turnstiles use pay by phone if you're set up. And I was like, great, we have that. Thanks so much. We parted and down the stairs we went. I was part nervous and part excited as I felt like we were entering the belly of the beast. We went through the turnstiles, paying like we had practiced in the apartment, and bam, success, we're in. 
we walk to the platform and see lots of people. It's interesting how you see the people, but you really don't see them. Here's a neuroscience lesson. That's because our brains can't interpret or process that many faces. Thank you, professional crush, Dr. Bruce Perry. Okay, so we are looking at the different trains and locations, and I'm not going to lie, it was completely confusing and somewhat overwhelming. I tried to play it cool, but Jason had the look of worry. He was trusting what I had sold him on my, this is easy comments, and I wasn't delivering. After walking up and down the stairs and back and forth under the tracks for at least 15 minutes, silver lining, 5,000 steps, I decided to do what any woman would do, go ask for directions. The metro attendant was curt, but helpful, and bam, we get to the right platform, hashtag winning again. As we are waiting, Jason continues to have the look of unease, and I say, hey, are you good? You've ridden a subway before, right? Followed by quick no. So that was a bit awkward. I said, no worries, we're all good. The number, four, the number four train comes, and off we go. Two brief stops, and 10 minutes later, we're in Harlem. We exit the train, and it's kind of not so great, but we see two officers, and I felt better while also slightly concerned at the same time, but no matter. We go up the stairs, and as we walk out, we see quite a number of interesting community members. We walk to the Proton Center, a mere two blocks away, and our trip is complete. I'm feeling good about our journey, but Jason shared otherwise. He referenced his time in school. He went to William Fleming High School in Roanoke, noting that he was always the minority and how this felt pretty similar. He also felt that people were looking at us as we didn't really fit in in the station. Um. Okay, we didn't. We walk into the center and made friends with the front desk security guard. We knew the Proton Center wasn't in a great part of town, but this was the city's effort to try to clean up the area. I'm fairly sure they gave the land away for free and the owners wouldn't have to pay property taxes for the next thousand years. During our last visit, we were told to not wander behind the building, as it was a bit dicey when you go farther away than a block. Hmm. So clearly, we were not walking to the crack is whack park a few hundred yards away to enjoy fresh air. Yes, that is actually the name of the park. But back to the story. Jason shared that we were practicing our travel route for our appointment on Tuesday morning and used the subway. He shared that he was concerned as it didn't feel very safe. And our friendly greeter said, no, do not take that subway up here. Unless you're a local, you don't want to. Jason, of course, looked at me with the ever familiar look of, I told you so. And I deferred to his preference. So we took an Uber back to the apartment and determined, Uber it is. Other noteworthy fun today included, number one getting ideas for the best pizza in town. That will clearly be on the agenda for this weekend. For those of you who know me and know that I don't really eat bread, well, clearly I'm team handy and that will be a sacrifice I'm willing to make for the home team. 
too. I had big fun walking around the neighborhood, noticing the cool baby tram that goes to Roosevelt Island. I'm definitely riding that bad boy. Hashtag future adventure. Three, it's Fleet Week in New York City, and I am dying to go see the ships in the harbor. Hashtag on the agenda. Four, I met Stanley the Bulldog, who is also a resident in the building. You can imagine my excitement. While he is very cute nugget, one that I clearly wanted to pet, he was a seasoned city dog and had zero interest in me. Hashtag can't pet the bougie city dogs. And yes, five. I went back to Trader Joe's, see photo, but I only went for you guys. Not in a wink. Wrap it up, Nat. I've enjoyed our stay so far, but the real reason we are here is slowly getting, well, getting closer and closer. After we returned from our Metro adventure, I wanted to continue being outside as being in the Proton Center was a reality check. We aren't here on vacation. We are here for treatment. Jason has cancer. So I felt the need to escape a bit longer by wandering around. Jason was tired, so he stayed in the apartment, but watched me from our stalker app, also known as Life360. It's really good. That way, it would be, as he put it, easy to find my body. Insert eye roll. That's assuming I still have my phone on me. Whatever. Seriously, Tuesday is the big day, and it will be here before we know it. One of our recent devotionals talked about being present or in the moment with God. Don't worry about tomorrow or the future, as it will bring you nothing but worry and anxiety from the unknown. God already knows what's going to happen, so be present with Him and trust that He has you. So here's to living in the present. Keep those prayers coming because they work. Night, night, friends. Nat. Okay. So looking at this day for sure, I'm, I'm going to tell you, there, the, the individuals who were on the subway really were looking at us and we really stood out like a sore thumb. And uh, New York, is, I love New York because it's full of just diversity. I, I just love that there's so much diversity. But I can tell you the area that we were in where the New York Proton Center is, it's dicey. <laughs> and one of Jason's um, big, big things is that he was like, I can't carry concealed for safety because New York City has a no gun rule, period. You can't even have a gun in your house kind of thing. That was a shock for him. For us Southerners, we're used to having our guns. So I don't want to get into a gun political debate because I'm not going to because well, we always keep ours locked and safe and all that kind of stuff. But for us, it was really a, a safety issue. And so we we chose not to ride the subway because of our personal comfort level. And um, had we lived there, grown up there, et cetera, et cetera, I think that would be, um, we would get, we've gotten used to it. You get used to it. I know when I lived in London, um, I know at the beginning, you could totally tell I was a newbie and then, you know, Two or three weeks later, we were walking onto the subway just like everybody else, and you just blended into the background. Uh, the other thing that's, uh, let's see, 
What was one other thing in here that really caught my attention? Okay, people, the Crack is Whack Park is hilarious. It literally, you can Google it, Crack is Whack Park. It's in Harlem. It's off 125th Street, um, which is fantastic. And last but not least, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the dogs. The dogs in New York City are super bougie. They, I have never seen such a well-organized, you know, group of like, you would, you would see dogs, dog walkers walking like five, six, seven dogs. And they're all in this, like, they have this organized dance. They all know exactly. Nobody's running in the street. Everybody, I I swear these dogs can actually read the street signs when it's like, yes, you can go. No, you can't. And I miss Winston and Daisy so bad because they are, um, they are such a comfort for me. And so when I saw, cause our, the AKA residence is allowed for people to bring their animals and I'm like, well, they should. But, um, they, when I saw Stanley, the bulldog, I nearly lost my mind. I was like, oh my God. And I, I wanted to pet him, but Stanley was not having it. <laughs> and so it was like, what? So anyway, uh, it would I would see dogs every day and all I wanted to do was pet them. (laughs) I feel like MSK, if you could have like a a pet therapy section as part of your uh, treatment protocols, that would be great. Really mainly just for me as a caregiver, if you could have it, I mean, yes, you can have it for the patients, but have it for caregivers too, because it would be amazing, fantastic. We know the therapeutic value that therapy therapy dogs offer to individuals who uh, have who are ill, and and honestly, they just make us happy in general. So, if you are afraid of dogs, I'm really sorry. Uh, maybe there could be a therapy cat or a therapy ferret or bird, fish. <laughs> but um, but anyway, uh, I loved all the dogs so. Everybody, thanks for listening in. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.